Welcome to the Every Morning Quarterback Season 3. We got some AFC, NFC West previews today. Two very fun uh, divisions, gentlemen. Connor and Zach joining myself here. Tony, the big meatball marinara. Spagnolo on you on, on the Season 3 for today. <laughs> I like that intro video, but my ears hurt. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my favorite song to sing along to. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, he actually made that song. Uh, it's, it's, it's a really cool story. It was kind of on accident. A, a fan fell over while he was recording, mm. and it just made a quick sound like that. He's like, you know, who is he? Who was that, that? By? I don't even know. That's a guy. Is. Where's where's our? That I believe that's Diplo, Diplo or DJ Snake. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Where's our fourth co? Where's your third co-host? Our fourth guy. Where's he? Uh, uh, BMac. BMac called in right prior to us going on the air. Uh, he was. He was. Uh, he's wow. He only will cover the Patriots this year. He that's called into the season premiere, season three premiere. Wow, that's wow. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I call him several derogatory names uh, <laughs> over text. Makes you feel a little better. Uh, quite the show today, gentlemen, though. We're going to go team by team with kind of a focus question, kind of break down uh, some different lingering topics for each team heading into this season. We're going to look at everybody's schedule. Um, we're going to obviously pick who, how we think each of these NFC and AFC West are going to shake out. Um, I'll give you a screen that has the uh, rookies to watch. And then uh, we'll, we're going to talk about some Vegas odds for each of these teams as well. So yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff going on. Holy cow. Shall we just get right into it and start with this thing? Um, so yeah, why don't yeah. we start? I'll let you guys choose. Shall we start NFC or AFC? Well, okay. Do you want to do the fun one or the not fun one? Let's start with the not fun one. <laughs> yes. Good man. So let's go into the <laughs> NFC West. Let's go into the <laughs> NFC West. All right. So let's start with the NFC West. And let's start with uh, kind of. I like, a, I like a team from there. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's not this one. It's not nope. this one. Uh, let's start with the defending Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, let's start with the big question, right? They are the clear favorite in that in that uh, conference because they just won it. They didn't really lose much except for Von Miller. Um, what's the biggest hurdle to a repeat, gentlemen, for the Los Angeles Rams? We'll start with you, Zach. Uh, what's the biggest hurdle? Well... That's a great question. Uh, I think they have loaded with talent, um, obviously. Um, I think the biggest repeat's health, and it's kind of a lame answer, but I do no, think – I, I think it's an accurate I, one. <laughs> I, do, I do think they're just fully loaded, ready to go. You know, they got stars everywhere. They've got intelligent coaching. Um, and, you know, Stafford's had a bit of an injury history, and um, – so I think, obviously, if he gets hurt, I mean, that team turns into a pretty bad team pretty quick, I think. Uh, Robinson's been injured many times, the new receiver they brought in. Um, the running the running back core is perpetually just trades off injuries. They have, um, like, 10 running backs. So if they catch – I mean, it's the NFL, and there's always a couple teams every year that get hurt. And I think that's the biggest hurdle to them. I mean, I think if they're healthy, they're going to be – in the divisional round, you know, fighting for the Super Bowl all over again. Yeah, Connor, what's 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 the biggest hurdle? I mean, health's a health's a great answer. I mean, it because it really does come down to if the Rams can stay healthy. Now you mentioned uh, you mentioned they did lose Von Miller, but I, I actually think the biggest uh, losses this year for this team is the O line. 
They lost Austin Corbett. Uh, he's now on the Carolina Panthers. So they're going to be awesome. Uh, but they also lost their, you know, their the Walter Payton Man of the Year, Andrew Whitworth. You know, he he looks, you know, the guy looks like every single uh, high school football coach in the nation. He does. Yeah. He does. I think Luke get something. He, he's gonna be he's gonna be slimmed down and like in shape in like five yeah. seconds. He's one of those guys you can tell. Or he's gonna go Kyle Farnsworth and just go absolutely insane because he's a lunatic. Um, so I think the biggest hurdle for this team, and I really think they're going to take a small step back for two reasons. One is their schedule. Their schedule is brutal, which we'll get to in a sec. Uh, the second thing is the O-line. Uh, they don't have a first-round pick projected to start on their O-line right now. Uh, Joe Noteboom's going to have to step in at left tackle. Uh, they didn't really do much to upgrade their O-line after losing those two guys. And to be honest, their O-line wasn't anything to write home about anyway. They're decent. Uh, they, I, I think they didn't finish top 10 in the league, which is unusual for a uh, Super Bowl winning team. Um, but right now they're looking at a potential right uh, rookie starting at right guard, Brian Allen starting at center. Uh, again, not even a first round, former first round pick on that offensive line. It seems like it's a kind of a patchwork right now. And if you can't keep Matt Stafford up because he's not exactly mobile, as we know, he's an old, uh, you know, he's not chubby, but he's got that face where you're like, is this guy? No, fat? he's not. Yeah, he's not chubby. Like, he not looks really. chubby from, looks like chubby. A, from like the neck up headshot. Yeah. But, he's but not. he looks less chubby in L.A. I don't know what I don't know what it yeah. is. It's like when he's, he's got more Detroit, of a father, he looks like a fat father guy figure. Yeah, he's, he's got trending more of a towards figure. a Bob Bouton face. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, he ain't exactly a spring chicken anymore. He's He's not mobile. You, you, I mean, it's it's a dumb thing to say. Oh, you got to keep your quarterback up, but I think they're going to struggle to keep him up. And with the lack of yep. run game, I think this offense can take a big step back. Uh, hmm. Obviously, no Odell Beckham after he he got hurt. He went ah after scoring a touchdown. No Robert Woods. Uh, a great answer, Mellon. Yeah, yeah. So I think that offense takes a step back, and we're going to kind of have to see if their defense can uh, maintain the caliber of play they did last year. Yeah, I would agree with both. I, I think obviously health is a very critical component. And I love that the one answer Mellon about some question marks on the O-line. I, I would glean to give a different answer. The biggest hurdle to a repeat is the new guy. It's Allen Robinson. If they, if he comes in and gets mm. injured to your health point, Zach, or is not the same Allen Robinson, because he's been injured over the last couple of, couple of seasons, then they essentially got rid of Robert Woods. They don't have Beckham. And then they'll essentially have nobody to take the heat off of Cooper Cup. And we know that teams this offseason have probably watched a lot of film and are going to key in on Cooper Cup. The Rams are going to have to do something different to free him open. And if Allen Robinson is not what he was, or if he's injury prone again this year, very one-dimensional in terms of a passing attack. They also lost tight end Gerald Everett. So, I mean, they're going to have a lot of, question marks on who's going to take the heat off of Cooper Cup. And Cam Akers can take the heat off of him by giving the ball to the other team. But you're going to want to have somebody <laughs> that can really take the take the pressure off of Matt Stafford. And Allen Robinson could be that guy. Uh, we had a guy from the Rams on Thursday night. And he's very high on Allen Robinson. A but he's high on – yeah, he's a little too high on that. And he's, he's also high on Allen Robinson's, like, you know, trading card where you can look at all of his stats and stuff. The dude hasn't been healthy in – two, three seasons. So it's, it'll be pretty interesting. Let's I'll take tell a you quick what, look. That, uh, that, that wide receiving core, real quick, not deep. After Allen Robinson, nope. you're looking at Van Jefferson, and then you're in the Brandon Powell, Tutu Atwell. 
if, if one of those cats goes down, they're just going to key in on the other dude. If Cup goes down, they'll key in on Robinson, on Robinson, vice versa. And if that happens, they're in huge trouble because I really don't that's, think that those three, four, five receivers are anything to write home about. That schedule is a bear, too. Look at that. It's that so schedule bad. is starting with Buffalo. Falcons are down this year. We'll talk about the South in a couple of weeks. Then you got two road, two, two road games against, you know, say what you will about the Cardinals this year. The Cardinals always play the Rams tough, except for if it's a playoff game. Um, you got the Niners, Cowboys, the Niners again. You get the, you get the Niners er, twice early when they're going to be probably the most healthy. That's tough on the Rams. You got look Tampa at, Bay on the road. Look at weeks 12 to 17. Brutal. Oh, my God. Broncos, Other than those Chargers. two Seahawks games there, wow. I mean, that is a brutal ending. Yeah. The if they can keep their head above water. The Saints will probably be okay, too. They got they the always whole are. AFC West, too. Oh, if, yeah. if they keep their head above water, they get the Seahawks the last week of the yeah. year. They if, gotta, and they got to play Dallas, Tampa Bay, and and uh, Green Bay. I mean, that is that is tough. Yeah, plus yeah. plus they don't have Carson Wentz at quarterback. So if they had to beat the Jaguars at the end of the year, they might actually do it. Let me do a quick Brendan Brent impression real quick. I'm calling the Rams dead right now. They're dead. They're done. They're done. <laughs> I'm dunning the Rams. I'm dunning them. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to a team that, you know, the opposite of what the Rams are this year, which is a Super Bowl favorite. The Seattle Seabirds, the Seahawks. Um, I couldn't even find a uh, relevant player to throw up on, like, the cartoon. So I threw up a mascot. The Sea People. But the Seahawks are definitely, gentlemen, what I would call a rebuild, complete rebuild. They still have some stars, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They got Jamal Adams. Uh, Blitz, oh, Blitz, Jamal Blitz. Adams. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so they got some, you know, pieces still there. But they're going to have a challenge this season to do what they always have done, with the exception of last year when Russell Wilson was out for seven weeks, which is be competitive. So what is the key for the Seattle team this year? to do what Pete Carroll is used to doing, which is always compete for a playoff spot. I don't see it this year, but we'll start with you, Mellon. How does this team stay competitive? They they, they don't, and they won't. They they're, they're not good. That offense is one of the worst offenses I've seen in a long time. No one – they have Lockett and Metcalf, which is all well and good. They have nobody to get them the ball. Right now it's Geno Smith versus Drew Locke to start for that team. Their O-line is banged up. They used a first-round pick on Charles Cross. I think he'll be a nice little piece, but, again, he's a developmental guy, even though he's you know first-round pick a little bit later in the first round. That's when you see those guys that are going to really pop in years two and three, especially from the O-line spot. They're building for the future. We know it. They know it. I'm surprised DK Metcalf is still on this team. I thought he would go, especially with what we saw. Uh, A.J. Brown fetch. You know, We saw a lot of wide receivers being traded this year for a lot of picks. Um, maybe they see him as, you know, still one of the guys that's going to lead them into their future as they rebuild. But this is not going to be the year. Jamal Adams at safety is going to throw a hissy fit when they start losing games. Uh, he's just It's just oh, one of those boy. things. This team's going to tank, and they're going to tank hard, and they're going to be competing for that first overall pick come uh, the 2023 NFL draft, which, funny enough, it's not even the best year to get the maybe top overall pick because there are potentially six quarterbacks right now that are going to play their way into the top pick. It is a deep draft next year. I'd go all day on that. But oh, yeah. it is such a deep draft next year. I'm not so sure, and I know it's early. I'm not so sure that picking one is that much different this year than picking at four. So as long as they're, they're really competing, 
competing for a top five pick, they're going to be just fine. Uh, with that schedule against the AFC West, I don't think they're going to have any trouble sliding into the top five, probably even the top three. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I'm Zach, all done uh, now. <laughs> Zach, keys, keys for the Seahawks, your most hated team. Uh, keys to them staying in the in the mix at all. I mean, how well, is this team taking well, better? While I am uh, pleased, to, you know, with the preseason uh, prospectus for them looking very bad, um, you know, I'm still wary of this team. It's it's <laughs> it's plagued me for years. Um, and uh, I mean, keys to staying competitive. Pound the football, keep the ball away from the opposing offense because their defense ain't going to be that good. It really isn't. Um, you know, they lost Bobby Wagner. They lost DJ Reed. Adams seems to be trending down as a, you know, perennial Pro Bowl player. Um, but again, they still have weapons. They still have smart, smart players. There's still a, there's still a hard nosed, tough culture there. The coach is still Pete Carroll, who's, you know, He's still, a good, he's still a good coach. He's still a good coach. Unfortunately, I have to say that, even though I want to hit him with a baseball bat. But um, <laughs> um, but if they pound the football, grind out games, keep games low scoring, you know, this team could win six or seven games. But I don't think they will. Maybe, you know, maybe four or five re- realistically. But, you know, Drew Locke, yeah. You know, I used to believe in him a couple years ago. I'm not sure if I still can. Uh He's funny and does little dances on the sidelines. He but does. Not, not he's, sure. He's, he's very, he's very good at the nay nay and the whip. I do think they'll give him the nod because you know Smith's been around for ten years. We know his, we know what his ceiling is. Um, Lock ceiling probably still higher, but yeah, he's staying competitive. You got to run the ball really well with your with your three headed monster there and just you know hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, Carson, is Chris Carson healthy? He's probably not, not healthy to start. He's not healthy not. to start the season. Well, Rashad, gonna... Rashad Penny and that other guy they brought in at the end. They, uh, they drafted uh, Kenneth Walker. Michigan Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. Right. There we go. From Michigan State, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michigan State. So, yeah, they really, they really got to run the ball and keep the ball away from the opposing offense as much as possible. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's got to really they, they, they have to run yeah. the ball well because the quarterback situation just last season – when we they, they didn't have Russ for a seven game stretch, they went one and six. Same players, you know, with Geno at quarterback, and they were such a bad offense, just taking away what oh, yeah. uh, Russell Wilson can do for that team. And I think Drew Locke's a downgrade from Geno Smith, to be honest. Uh, Locke had all the weapons in the world when he was Not playing sure, on the Denver Broncos, and he couldn't find a way to get the ball to his targets and get it down the field. I, I'm really pro nervous football. about this team. No offensive line helping lock either in Denver. Pro, foot, pro football focus preseason ranks the Seattle Seahawks O-line dead last in the, the league. Yeah. 37. Really? really? Not yeah. a good recipe for any sort of yeah, success. They've had some offensive line issues for years in Seattle. To, to the questions point, though, the key to staying competitive, um, I did read earlier this week that Pete Carroll has mentioned just from some of the mini camps and some of, like, you know, the – the chances to see some of the younger guys. He said it's the fastest team that he thinks he's had in Seattle. And they, and I looked at their roster and he's not wrong. They got a ton of speed on this team. So, I mean, utilizing young and hungry players on in that way and just try to wear teams down kind of, as you said, Zach, pound the rock on then on, you know, defense flying around speed. 
But I, I just think speed can get you so far. The quarterback is such a big deal in the NFL, and Drew Locke might be in 30, 31, or 32 in ranks as the top starting quarterback. And, and, and can is there really, I mean, you got some young and nice pieces, but is there really noticeable guys on those of the 11 starters on defense? I mean, I, I don't really see it. No. Yeah. And they got rid of Bobby Wagner, who was the hardest. And they play the AFC West. It's going to be yeah. a disaster. It's, it's going to be bad, dude. Let's take a look. They start look right away. Game. That Giants game looks like a dub, though. It does. <laughs> but look at this. Broncos right away. So the Russell Wilson game right away. Uh, you mm. got that. That's the, you're at the Niners. You got at New Orleans. You'll win at that the Niners Chargers. Game. At the, oh, my God. Wow. At the Chiefs. So the Chiefs and the Chargers, arguably maybe the two better teams in that in the, in the AFC at West. The arguably. At the Buccaneers. On the road against both. On Wow. Is that Jets week. game their 17th game, their extra game? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Look did at you, weeks 9 did you throw to up 13. Their odds, their oh Super Bowl odds and stuff? Wow, that's brutal. Did you throw up those Super Bowl odds for them in the Rams? We're going to do that in the next uh, segment. Oh, the next oh, yeah. sex segment? I'm yeah. so sorry. I'll, yeah. I'm going to leave. Why don't you Jump come to pre-production? Jeez. <laughs> hey, at least I showed up, Brendan. <laughs> Speaking of showing up, something that the Cardinals have not done second half of the year, the past two mm-hmm. seasons. So moving on to the Arizona Cardinals, the question's pretty simple here. What is the key to them uh, avoiding another second half slump? They seem to always start fast and then fall apart. Uh, a couple years thing. ago, they were five and two, ended up missing the missing the playoffs, only finishing with seven or eight wins. Last year, um, they made the playoffs, but they were the number one seed in the NFC almost the entire season. And then they ended up being a wild card team against the Rams. So, I mean, a lot of big second half slumps for this team, Zach, the Cardinals, what is the key for them to avoid another second half slump? Well, um, before I answer the question seriously, I'll, I will make a joke. Uh, get rid of Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> he, can't, <laughs> he can't handle the second half of seasons, even le- going back, dating back to college days. But uh, sure, how much of a joke that is? That might be the key to yeah, avoiding. Right. Yeah, well, slump. who's joking? Yeah. yeah, the key to key to avoiding a second half slump. Um, you've got to keep Kyler Murray mentally focused and in gear because uh, he. You know, he's shown that he's not the most mentally strong quarterback at this point, the way he's acted on social media and just kind of whining and, you know, seemingly seems to just fold um, in these big games. He really hasn't ever won a big game. Um, I believe you um, called him a little uh, baby Thursday. Was that you called him a little baby? A a little baby and obviously Midge is my nickname for him. (laughs) Jesus, there it is. um, I can't help myself. Um, Getting DeAndre Hopkins back after suspension, uh, him playing up to his full ability will be a big deal. Uh, basically, just keeping all those stars, Buda Baker and uh, et cetera, all those guys focused and um, playing really hard. And it really boils it really boils down to the quarterback. Is the quarterback going to take the next step, or is he going to continue to be mentally soft and weak? So. You kind of mentioned it, so I'm going to jump in and kind of uh, piggyback on that. So Hopkins is going to be out um, due to his, as as the guy we had on Thursday night called it cheating. But uh, Hopkins is going to be out. The games that they're playing without DeAndre Hopkins are against the Chiefs, Raiders, Rams, Panthers, Eagles, Seahawks. I see four losses potentially in there without DeAndre Hopkins. Well, this question does imply that they'll be doing well the first half to have right. a slump. So I'm so not now, sure that's necessarily even the case. 
So now they might be in a really tough position where they don't have a good record and they're going to get into the, now they're going to be a second half surge team. So my key to them avoiding that second half slump is this is as dumb as this sounds. It's to start well without DeAndre Hopkins because you can't dig yourself a hole and be two and four when you get back DeAndre Hopkins. The way that this team is is uh, built, as you mentioned, Murray slows down a little bit. Teams figure out Cliff. They really need to win at least, I think, four of those six games without. I like that Hopkins. answer a lot. I like yeah. that answer. Thank you. Connor, what is the key to, to to the Cardinals? I just mentioned that really tough schedule. Uh, I'll throw it up here for for us too, but it is it is brutal. So the Jeez. first first uh, first six there without DeAndre, and then they get them back for New Orleans and Minnesota, Oof. and they got the once again the AFC West. The Patriots yeah. are on the schedule. Always a tough team. God. Buccaneers Look at the second half. Whew. Man, yeah, it's they tough. Could, they, they could go the second half of the season without a win. Ten weeks, ten to eighteen, right there. It's tough. It's incredibly hard. Yeah. Wow. They're going to be bad this year. I just realized. Yeah. So, so Connor, what is, what is what is the key here? <laughs> I was sitting here thinking they're going to go eight, nine, nine, and eight. I think they're the perennial mediocre team this year. They kind of fall into that a lot in Arizona lately. Uh, they always kind of you know, obviously start high and then that second half slump. Uh, after seeing that second half, I didn't realize it was that stacked against them. Uh, I, I think this team went seven, seven games, six or seven games this year. I really don't think they're going to be taking a step forward. In fact, I think they take a big step back. I think they have the worst cornerback unit in the entire league. Uh, their cornerbacks right now, their projected starters are Antonio Hamilton and Marco Wilson. Uh, that secondary is going to be not the best secondary we've seen outside of Buda Baker. I don't think they have a single player he's who would start. Byron Murphy team. Jr. He's good. Yeah, they have Byron. Yeah, he'll be playing probably. The safeties are solid, solid, but you're right; guy. those corners are ugly sounding. Yeah, they have Byron Murphy, but uh, then they have a couple rookies uh, backing them up, and they're not top flight rookies. So I think the, the cornerback situation and secondary situation there is going to struggle a lot. Uh, if they can't get pressure on the quarterback, they're going to be looking a lot at this. Of they're a they're a second half slump team. I see a second half slump there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, pro, not to mention pro football focus has their uh, offensive line ranked 25th, 25th in the league under the year. Yeah. And, that and, is the and, recipe for winning. And Murray has shown a tendency to hold the ball too long and take sacks. Teams have figured out how to kind of shell him in there a little bit. He showed a lot of tendency to take sacks in big downs and big passing plays uh, last year. Yeah. So that's a concern too. So I, th- I think this team went seven games. I really do. I don't think they're gonna. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna eclipse five hundred. schedule. Yeah, I'm with that. Anthony, can you throw up that quick highlight package of them again? I just want to point something out. Just throw, just throw that up. Yeah, I sure can. Yeah. Okay. You want to point out the, what? I want to know why Jair Alexander's at the bottom left. Yes. Yeah. I, that is that is <laughs> off. Whoever whoever made the video. <laughs> he's awesome. It's just Jair Alexander. He's just always. He's just they always. Could use watching. some Jair Alexander. Okay. They really could. Zach, on to your squad here. We talked about this team kind of at length on Thursday night. So we already got a lot of a lot of your input and a lot of my input on the Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo situation. We got the uh, guy from the Rams talking about it as well. He was pretty high on Trey Lance. Um, but let's – I mean, I think this is the simple question for the, for the Niners. The focus for them is the quarterback situation. Um, whether it's Jimmy starting or whether it's Trey Lance starting or whether it's a transition at some point during the season – this team is fully loaded. 
they were, you know, a couple of plays short of going all the way last year. So we'll start with you, Zach. This is this is your squad. This simple simple question here: which which one of the quarterbacks gets them to that destination that we all know they have a chance to go? Is it Trey Lance or is it Jimmy Garoppolo? <sighs> um, well, it's Trey Lance. Um, now, wow. Just to be fair, I love Jimmy. I've always defended Jimmy. Jimmy is a solid quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's not going to be a great quarterback. I think that's pretty clear at this point. He's not going to be, uh, you know, a top 10, you know, a generational quarterback. It's just not going to happen. He He just is what he is right now. He's a game manager. He has arm talent and makes plays. But under pressure and, um, you know, he just makes some poor decisions. He's prone to turnovers. You know, he missed Kittle a couple times in big spots against the Rams. He just he just misses throws. He missed Ayuk on a on a big play against the Cowboys in that play. He pretty much let the Cowboys back in that playoff game with a couple mistakes. Like, you know, yes, he was banged up. Yes, he was hurt. Yes, I love him. Yes, I'm totally I'm totally fine. Yeah, exactly. He's injury prone too. I'm totally fine if he's the quarterback. I'll I'll love it. I'll support it. But I do think that, you know, we, we traded up, we drafted this guy at three. At some point, you got to give the, the car keys to the kid um, and let him drive. Um, if, if, if he has his permit. I don't want us to be putting out anything that, you know, don't, don't hang car right. keys to kids. Of course. Yeah. Well, you can have someone in the passenger seat. Jimmy's right there. Yeah, so, Shanahan. Shanahan, baby. <laughs> now, now I, yeah, I, I have gotten a little frustrated with Shanahan and some of the play calling, and I and I would I would love for him to just open up the offense and let Lance uh, sink or swim, Trevor Edmonds. Um, so I, I just see what the guy can do. You know, he's gonna make mistakes, he's gonna make bad throws, but I think the talent and the skill set is just it's it's right there. It's like a Lamar Jackson kind of feeling. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not quite that explosive, but. Uh, I think our best chance is to develop this guy over the course of this season, try to grind to a wild card spot, and then you never know what can happen. We seem to play well in the playoffs in the last <laughs> 11 years. So, um, yeah, I do think – and it, Jimmy's a great backup plan if Lance gets hurt or Lance really struggles. He's a really good – he'd be a really good backup. So simple, not so simple for me emotionally. But yeah. Trey Lance – Trey Lance is our best shot to win the Super Bowl this very season. I believe that. Um, and we got a good, great backup if it doesn't work out. Um, Connor, would you agree that it's going to be Trey Lance that ha- that gives them the best chance, or are you sticking with Jimmy? Uh, boy, I mean yeah, – This is a tough one. To find best chance, because I think they win more games with Jimmy over the course of the season, but you got to start building for your future. So if you're sacrificing a game – and you feel like your defense can get you where you need to be, get you to the playoffs, then obviously you got to start building your future. All right. It's never, ever, ever an easy transition going to a rookie or in this case, a second year quarterback, uh, especially it's a unique situation because usually uh, it's a little bit easier to make the call when your first string quarterback is garbage. Jimmy Garoppolo is not garbage. Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. is a fine NFL quarterback, yeah. uh, but obviously dra- uh, trading up to draft Lance, uh, they haven't shown a lot of, doesn't show a lot of faith in him. So I think you got to go Lance. Got to hand, like, like Zach said, you got to hand the keys over. They've done a really nice job building around that roster around a inexperienced uh, quarterback. 
Uh, I, I mean, they, they probably have the best wide receiving core in the league. I mean, Debo and Ayuk are just next level talents. I, I think Brandon Ayuk is a perennial first team pro bowler, all pro type guy. I think he could, could be that good. Uh, one thing I do not like about this team right now, it's not that I don't like it, but it's going to be, it's kind of a question mark is the interior offensive line. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex Mack, great center, retired. Lakin Tomlinson, uh, he's now with the Jets. Jets, baby. Yep, gone. So, yeah, he's, he's a great player. Uh, Duke, I believe he went to Duke, Lakin Tomlinson. Um, so the interior offensive line could be a question mark. Again, I don't think it's a weakness per se because they do have a, a couple of guys stepping in who I think are plenty competent. Aaron Banks I think is going to be fine. He was a second-round pick, former second-round pick. Um, and, again, it's not like they're losing both you know tackles. Their tackles are still fantastic with you – know, they're the best tackle in the entire league in Trent Williams. And uh, on the right side, Mike McClinchy. So I, I don't. I think it's one of those situations where it's a question mark, but you can, not that you have to hide it. But I don't think it'll be as big as some people are projecting it to be. That interior offensive line. Um, but you got to make sure you sure it up if you're going to give you the keys to the quarterback, baby. If you're going to have Trey Lance in there, you got to make sure he has every opportunity to be successful yeah. with the passing game, the receivers, uh, and then the great tackles over there. I think they're going to put him in a really good spot. Here's the problem. Zach said, you know if things don't work out, they have a great backup, which in this situation would be Jimmy Garoppolo. If you put Trey Lance in there for a few games and you go back to Jimmy Garoppolo, what kind of message are you sending? Yeah. And I'm actually going to ask, I'm actually going to ask Zach right now, what kind of message are you sending? If, if after three or four games, you go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. I think you can spin the message positively and saying, Hey, you're not quite ready. We gave you some reps. We're going to come back to you. But right now, we need to try to stay above water and we're going to go with the trusted veteran. We need to keep learning from him. But yes, I understand it can definitely mess with a young man's confidence. But he's, I would, I would walk right up to him and say, but you I, think Lance, I think Lance himself knows that he's still a project. Wow. It is weird to be a fan of the team right now of, of all the 32 teams in the NFL, we got the biggest question marks of any team in the NFL with, with the quarterbacks and with Debo, is he going to play? So it's it's very it's very discom- disquieting, if you will. One quick bit on uh, Trey Lance. So you guys both talked about him kind of being a bit of a prod uh, prod project. Uh, I like Trey Lance. My answer to this question is Trey Lance. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna go to where you want to go this season, you got to play the guy that has the higher ceiling and can do more with his with his physical tools than you know Jimmy can. I read an article this week that. Part of the slowing down of Trey Lance last season was the quarterback coaches are re trying to retool his throwing motion. And he's experiencing a lot of arm arm fatigue because of how they are trying to get him to throw the football. He's got extremely that's, long. He's that's got so a bad. really long. Yeah. That that's what you want out of the third overall pick. Let's retool his throw. This sounds like a Markel Fultz situation. I'm gonna so, kill myself. I, when I, <laughs> so I was all on Trey Lance and then I read that article <laughs> Friday morning and I was like, whoa, that does, to me that didn't sound great. That was coming from a, a 49ers beat writer. So they're they're close to the team and I was like that doesn't sound great when you're trying to retool a guy's throwing motion. However he does have a lot of physical tools. Um, and let's take a look real quick at the Niners schedule. Um, it, it, uh, it's reading Why is left it to right. looking than the other ones? <laughs> it is. They're the only ones that didn't have one in the USA today. It was weird. This one's presented by Adobe. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty good start for the Niners, though, right? You get the Packers, who you have kind of perennially owned. Preseason, preseason. That's preseason. Ignore it. Oh, I was reading the wrong one. So you start with the Bears. So you got the Bears, the Seahawks. Oh, a win. Look at those first three weeks. Look at those. Ooh, two and out. Broncos Sunday night football against our nemesis. That's a lot. Oh, it's going to be awesome. What? So then you get, you know, the Panthers, Falcons. You you play against the AFC West. Washington is one of those extra teams that you get. Um, I see Mm -hmm. the Buccaneers. Dolphins. I'd love to be. I'd love to be five and three by that bye or six and two. That'd be excellent. It's not a terrible schedule. It's not. It's not a terrible schedule. So for what that's how was the end? I, I was too busy pouring over it. Not easy. Not easy. My, my, I mean, they were out of division, out of conference games. I mean, Miami, they're pretty solid. Uh, Oakland. Oh, we, uh, we, we host the Tampa Dolphins Bay. Yeah. We host Tampa at least. Washington's got a good defense. Knox will be in tank mode. Yeah. Okay. The, car- the Cardinal. The Cardinals will be in tank mode and Washington. Okay. This a, All right. This, the, is pretty, three- this is a pretty manageable schedule. I, I can see eleven and six here pretty easily. Three of those last four should be wins. I just, I just am not 100% sold like the rest of the entire world that our defense is going to be the way it was in the playoffs. All I, I'm not 100% sold on that. I, we have the guys, but our secondary is still weak. We brought in Chardarius Ward to put a Band-Aid on it. Give me a break. I, I still think we could see some issues back there. Um, the, and we lost the – we what really helped our defensive line last year was the extreme depth we had. We were rotating seven, eight guys – Everyone was fresh, and people were making plays. We we traded away. We really we didn't re-sign a couple of those guys. So I am a little concerned about the defense. I still think they'll be good. I just don't know if they'll be as great as they were in those playoffs. Let's get right into it now. So we've done a little bit of a focus on each on each team. I want to throw up real quick. We got our five rookies to watch. Obviously, not you know these aren't the very top picks, but some guys to keep an eye on inside of this division that are rookies. Kenneth Walker, hand on the rock in Seattle, won't start right away. But in that in that Seattle backfield, Penny's always injured. Carson's always injured. Kenneth has a great chance. Danny Gray is a great slot guy, and it's going to be cool to see how Shanahan is going to use him. That could yeah, be, it's gonna a be weapon cool to see the ball him. three feet behind him on his in-breaking routes. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Kobe Bryant, cornerback from Cincinnati. He's going to be taking over for DJ uh, Reed over there in Seattle. So he's going to be getting a lot of great first team reps. Cam Thomas, great uh, D end from San Diego State, playing with the Cardinals. They need somebody to help JJ Watt out on that pass rush, losing Chandler Jones. And then Kyron Williams, running back from Notre Dame. Uh, you could see if Akers has, has his fumbling problems. You could see Kyron Williams maybe kind of from the backfield. So shall we get into it here? So let's take a look at first this, the Los Angeles Rams season spotlight, Super Bowl odds plus 1100 winning uh, over under 10 and a half games. Some key ads for them this off season were Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner. Key losses were Von Miller, which is a big one. Darius Williams, cornerback and their last title in the NFC West, of course, was last season. We'll keep it here for a moment here. So do we like the over or the under on 10 and a half wins, Connor? Uh, over. I think they beat up on their division pretty good. Zach, over, under 10 and a half? 
I think it's a great number. I just had 11, 10 or 11 in my mind, but I would I would lean towards 11 wins like Connor is. Yeah. Yeah, I would also push the over on that if I had a if I had a guess. I would also push the over on that. The Super Bowl odds aren't bad for a defending champion either, if, you know, if you lay some money on that. So. No, no, not at all. Well, <laughs> these odds. <laughs> Let's go look at Seattle. Super Bowl odds plus 15,000. Uh, those key ads. Over, yeah, <laughs> Shelby Harris. He's a good D tackle. <laughs> Noah Fant was okay in college. Yeah. Winning over under five and a half games. Uh, their their key ads both came from a trade for Russell Wilson, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, and their 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 losses are big. They're they're leader yeah. of the offense. They're leader of the defense. Their last yeah. title in the NFC West came in in 2020. Why does DK Metcalf wear a binky? Look at him. He does. He does. Anyways. He's a, he's a, um, uh, yeah, I mean, Noah Fant's got to be just pissed. He's like, yeah. ooh, Russell Wilson's coming in. Hey, Noah, sorry, you're going yeah. with Drew. Oh, yeah. Boy. Oh. yeah. Over, under, solid, yeah. over under five and a half wins. That's a, that's a good number because I could see them hovering around that four number. We showed that that schedule. It's not great. There's still um, Seattle. They're still frustrating. I think they get six wins, and I think they go over. But I would never bet it. Yeah. Under. Are you liking over? Under. Under. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm going with you on this one, Connor. I think I'm. I think I'm going to go under on five and a half, but maybe actually, just at five. Actually, I'm going to push. I think they win exactly five and a half games. <laughs> <laughs> I've got. I've got years of of fatigue watching this team, so that's oh. why. I pick, that's why I picked six wins. Cardinals plus uh, 3,500 winning over under eight and a half games. Their key ads were uh, Hollywood Brown. So they got some, some oh, key yeah. uh, drops coming their way and will Hernandez guard <laughs> from the giants. And then they lost two pretty key guys on the defensive end. Jordan Hicks, yeah. Chandler Jones, not mentioned there is Christian Kirk also leaving their last division title was 2015. Carson Palmer. Where did Hicks go? Hicks went to Carolina, I believe, or oh, Philly, one be of awesome. those two. One of those two. I actually know it was Philly. I'm pretty sure it was Philly. Oh, okay. Philly. He went back to Philly because he used to play there. Yeah. I think it was Philly. Um, do we like over under eight and a half? For me, this is an easy bet. I like the Vi- under. Vikings. Eight and a half. Vikings. We're embarrassed. Vikings. It was a Vikings. Vikings? Yeah, we're embarrassed. Yeah. We're embarrassed. Oh, boy. Embarrassed. Casey Proctor. Stop the show. Um, I, I like the under on this. I would hammer the under on this. I think the Cardinals win less than eight and a half games for sure. I, I also love the under. Um, I just don't think the roster is as talented as it has been. And I worry about the quarterback. Six games without DeAndre Hopkins. They could be. I worry about the quarterback's height. So yeah, I'm going to go with, (laughs) I'm going to go with seven wins. Connor, what do you like? Zach took the words out of my mouth. Uh, First of all, that's how you know to bet the over because all three of us are taking the under. I think seven wins is a great number. The meme alert. Yep. Seven. Seven wins is a great number. Tough schedule, uh, taking a big step back. Uh, concerns about that secondary. I definitely think they win. Uh, I don't even think they get to eight. So that eight and a half no. line looks a little too good to be true. So, a little bit tasty. Know. And uh, last but not least, the 49ers plus 1,600 Super Bowl odds, uh, winning over under 10 games. Vegas put them right at 10. Uh, we got the key ads. We already mentioned Ward, George, George Odom from this uh, safety from the Colts. Very nice player. But they have some big losses. They lost Lake and Tomlinson and Jaquiski Tart. Uh, last division title was 2019. So a couple years ago during their Super Bowl run. So over under, Connor, 10. 
Boy, that's a great number, man. That's a great number. You know what? Give me a push. Give me a push. I'll take 10. Like, you guys can have like the field. Too. I like that. I like the push. Zach? I was, I was negatively thinking about this, you know, earlier this week. But now that I saw that schedule and, you know, I just kind of trust the coach to some extent. I, tr- I trust the coach in the regular season, not in the fourth quarter of the playoff game. But um, I'm going to go with 11 wins. I'm going to go. I'm going to be positive for some reason about my team for once. I'm going to I'm going to go yeah. ahead and push. I'm going to go ahead and yeah. push. OK. Although with the 17, with the the 17 game schedule, I could see them. Yeah. 11. They can go 11 and six. It's weird. But yeah, yeah. I like moving into the fun boys, the fun, the fun, the fun, the fun. Yeah, we got the AFC West. Look at that quarterback lineup. Holy cow. Mm. Oh, look at that quarterback lineup. So let's get right into it. We talked with uh, KC Proctor last night. That guy is amazing. Hilarious guy. We talked a lot about this this topic, so we won't spend too much time here. We, we already talked a lot about this in uh, length. How will No Hill affect Patrick Mahomes? We all kind of agreed last night it's going to have an effect but it's a different Chiefs offense. They've added some different types of guys that can run slot routes and run intermediate routes. They still have a guy who can take the top off a of D, not to the length of Tyree Kill. Mm. And it's still Patrick Mahomes. And it's still Patrick Mahomes. So we kind of – Why does Patrick Mahomes look like he's in a Cheetos commercial? He does look like he's in a Cheetos commercial. So, Connor, you were not uh, you were the only one we haven't really heard weigh in on this what? yet. What? Uh, Why does he look like he's in a Cheetos? I don't know. Chester Cheetos smile or something. I don't know. How will will no Tyreek Hill have an impact on Patrick Mahomes? Are we going to see a big drawback on Patrick Mahomes, or are we going to see similar stuff from him this season? I legitimately think that's a huge loss for Pat Mahomes. I think his talent level is so predicated on taking the top off of defenses. He's one of those guys that, as we all know, just such a quick strike kind of fella. I think it's going to have a big impact. He'll still be fine, but I think he takes a step back in terms of the numbers. I don't think he's going to have those explosive numbers where he puts up, you know, 50 yards in one throw, you know, three times a game anymore. Um, they, they still have some decent wide receivers there. You know, Hardman's good. They signed Juju Smith-Schuster. But, boy, none of those guys even sniff what Tyreek Hill can do. Not to mention Marquez Valdez-Scandling. Just none of these guys really put strike fear uh, in, in, a, in a defensive coordinator's eyes. I don't think they're going to really have to game plan like they used to around, you know, Tyreek Hill taking the top off of them and then having to, you know, adjust to underneath routes. Uh, they're going to be they're going to be good. They're going to be fine. But my God, is this division good? Look at that schedule. Look at the schedule. Not so they easy. have to play that that murderer's row of Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. The left side times. of that page, the left side of that page is brutal. Bucks, Bills, Niners, Titans. They get the Titans as one of their out of out of uh, division games. Holy cow! Bengals too. So, uh, wow. The biggest issue I have with the Chiefs, and I think it's glaring, is the fact that we talked about the AFC West has the best quarterback lineup in potentially the history of the NFL, front yeah. to front to back, top to bottom. I legitimately think the Chiefs' weakness right now is their pass rush. Uh, in the past, they've had to even rely on Chris Jones, their you know north of 300-pound nose tackle, to get those pass rush. Their ends aren't anything to write home about when it comes to getting to the quarterback. Frank Clark, he's not really doing what he used to do, especially for Seattle. And then they had to go out and draft what a lot of people feel like they reached on is George Greek Karloftis. I don't know how to say his name. (laughs) Uh, It's going to come down whether that he can be productive or not. But as we know that if you're not a top flight, top five pick D end, 
they haven't had a lot of success in their rookie seasons lately outside of Max Crosby. I think that Karloftis isn't going to be the answer to getting to the quarterback for that team. If they cannot get to Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Derek Halloween eyes car. No, he's good, man. I like Derek Carr very much. He just looks like he's wearing freaking eyeliner all the time. He's scary, I mean, dude. He, he, has weirdly, that look. he just looks dead at me. He looks dead I'm, I'm weirdly eyes. jealous. He's, he's a cool-looking guy. I like that guy. The point is, if they can't get to the quarterback, what? He's a, he's a great get, man of faith. He's a great man of faith. Oh, great. He looks uh, like a Stranger he, Things character. Yeah, he had to listen to John Gruden yell racist stuff. Uh, no, Jesus. If they can't get to the quarterback, which is a very real possibility they're going to struggle to, they're going to get shredded. They're going to get torn up. This is not a, a, a league anymore where they have Teddy Bridgewater. And, you know, it, it's just – it's Derek Carr has unbelievable weapons now to throw to with DeMonte Adams coming in. They have the potential to be shredded week in, week out if they can't get to the quarterback. So, oh, my God, am I excited. Yeah, and both uh, Zach and I have already shared our thoughts on the Hill Patch Mahomes thing. If you want to hear it, you have to go and download our latest episode with Casey Proctor on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm not I'm not giving it away for free. Download. Well, actually, it's free on Apple and Spotify. But it is free. Yep. It's, it's free on definitely, Apple Spotify. Definitely streams. You have to download yeah. anything. No, yeah, no, no, no. Pay you have to go to Kazaa and download some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the computer of virus. Yeah. Only available exclusively on uh, Napster. We and just, if you want Brendan's opinion, you can't have it because he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned Connor Vegas Raiders. So I got to ask, uh, how well does Josh McDaniels do in his second tour as an NFL head coach? Zach, how do you like Josh McDaniels faring this time around? Is he going to make it to the actual season, Zach? Well, I'll keep, I'll try to keep it a little succinct here. I, I, yeah, yeah. I think he's committed to the team finally. Uh, I don't think he'll be coming back to the Patriots, even though I'm sure he wants to deep down, but, um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I Jesus. think I, 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 <laughs> I think he's he's shown that he can be a good creative offensive coordinator. I think he'll have a good rapport with Carr. I mean, they bring it in Adams. It's you know this is a good is a great player. Renfo Renfo Renfro Waller. I'm Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Josh Jacobs. Uh, they improved. Um, on their defense, they they beefed up their defense a little bit. Offensive line solid. This team doesn't really have an excuse to be bad. Um, Carr took a big step last year, so yeah, I think McDaniel's is competitive and is right in there for you know wild card, maybe even the division. Let's take a look at, at the Raiders' schedule. Um, I, I mean, each of these teams already has six really hard games because they have to play everyone inside of their own division. Um, they're out of their division games. They got the Tennessee Titans. They got. They looks like they get the. Uh, they got the AFC South. Um, so yeah, they get which is Colts, good for them. That's good for them. Good for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Steelers and the Patriots, not so good for them. Um, and the 49ers uh, lingering there um, is going to be a pretty big game towards the end of the season. So that's a t- not an easy schedule, but not also not the hardest. It ends very hard. The end it, is very, very hard. that Chargers to Chiefs stretch. Is week, week 10 wow. through 18 is really week, week 10 through 18 is pretty hard, except for it's funny you say it's funny you say that. It's like, is, is Pittsburgh and Indianapolis going to be good? Like, who, I don't think I don't think Indy will, but I do think Pittsburgh will. But that's for another show. That's for another show. It's funny. I flipped that. That's oh, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, boy. Listen, to, oh, listen to that podcast. Oh, a little bit of preview here. Yeah. Everyone yeah. should listen to that and give us money. Okay, uh, to answer the question, how well is Josh McDaniels doing round two? Uh, I 
this is such a tough call because he's got a better team than he had the first time when he was coaching, you know, a Denver team with Kyle Orton as his quarterback. Say, he's got a better team. But in that division, I think he's probably third or fourth best coach in that division. Uh, on that schedule, there wasn't a lot of games that I'm gonna that I'm gonna look at here and say, "Wow, Joshua Daniels is gonna is gonna have a coaching edge." Uh, it's really it's gonna be an interesting season for him. How well do I think he does? Boy, I I think the Raiders they're not the best team in that division. I don't think. So I, I think that he could be finishing potential. Someone's got to finish last in that division. Someone has to. So could it be Josh? You could tie for third. They, they could. They could. <laughs> they, could. They, they could finish last and still make the playoffs. But right. Right. I, I, I just don't know. I don't think it's going to go well for Josh McDaniels. I think that was not the right hire. I, I think he's a great offensive coordinator. I don't think he's a great head coach. And I guess we're going to find out. I might have egg on my face there, or meatballs. On that. Yes, yes, you do like meatballs more than I most. Do. So before we get into the oh, before oh, we get into the whoa, Broncos here, whoa, whoa, Broncos, let's country. ride. Perfect. Okay. One more time, Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> Can I can I talk about the Raiders or no? Do I not get to play? Oh, so, oh! I thought we already. I thought you already mentioned that. No, I I didn't. Thank you. I will go back. Rewind go the back show. Rewind the show. No, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. It's frustrating as a Patriots fan. I get to talk about our former, you know, glory offensive well, coordinator. Now it's your time, please. Well, well, now I have to do it after Russell Wilson did stupid stuff. No, okay. Super quick. I'm going to give you the cliff notes. Let's rock. <laughs> reports are coming out that the first time when he was in Denver, he tried to emulate Bill Belichick's type of style. Didn't work. That's not his style. This time they say he's taking a much different approach and it's working out a lot better through the team. This time, this, this time in the NFL, you got to be more of a player's coach. You just do. Bill Belichick is the exception to the rule, but even he's coming around a little bit, but you can't go out there and act like a dictator and expect to be a successful head coach in this league just doesn't happen anymore. He also isn't forcing Derek Carr to go to any Proud Boys meetings like John Gruden did, so that's also a win. <laughs> uh, one thing I like about this team is they kind, of, they kind of have the new wide receiver core that the Chiefs used to have. They got Renfro. I love Keelan Cole coming over from the Jets, uh, former Jaguar as well, yep. and obviously yep. Devontae Adams. One big signing they had I love is Demarcus Robinson, a really productive wide receiver for the Chiefs for a long time. Yes. Uh, one big red flag for this team, though, is the 29th ranked uh, problematic offensive line. Pro Football Focus has him ranked 29th going into the season. Love wow. the left tackle and Colton Miller. He's a, he's a superstar. Uh, rookie Dylan Parnum out of Memphis will start at right guard. Alex, Alex Leatherwood. Alex Leatherwood was a disappointment. Oh, he stunk last year. So right bad. now they have him at right tackle. Uh, they He even played poorly when they slid him in a guard. Oh, That's going to be an issue if they stick with him at right tackle for Derek Carr. I don't think he lasts very long. I want him to be successful. Uh, you know, late first-round pick out of Alabama, but, boy, did he stink. They they just don't draft well, and they haven't drafted well in Oklahoma, Las Vegas in the last couple of years. In any um, city they've been in, they haven't drafted His, well. his last back. name is two different types of building material. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ooh, that. Oh, geez. Uh, so, really quick, I think the Raiders are going to be a very, very, very successful team this year. However... I think they got to shore up that offensive line. Uh, hopefully they can have somebody come in, you know, maybe like, a, I mean, the Patriots were the best at it. Bring in those undrafted guys, those late round picks. And one of them ends up being a superstar on the offensive line. We do it every year on Wenu, Shaq Mason. 
uh, not necessarily first round picks, but they come in and, you know, play almost to pro bowl level. So let's ride. There's, there's something about the bill uh, Belichick coaching tree that it looks like it never pans out unless you're with bill Belichick, but we'll have to see if Joshua Daniels has learned, as you said, from his previous ventures, let's ride Broncos country. That's right. If you want the goodies, keep on looking. It's, it's one of the it's one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever seen. That it's, let's it's ride awkward for. too. And then when he like does the foot, he's like, "Let's ride." He's a weird guy. <laughs> so I gotta ask. Oh yeah, uh, he's Quite coming weird. in to Broncos country. He wants to ride. The last time that the Broncos got a veteran quarterback when they thought they were a quarterback away, a couple years down the road, a, a defense carried that quarterback to a to a championship, but. They won. So will Russ have a similar Peyton Manning type of lift to that Broncos team this season? That's why they got him. It's to win a Super Bowl. So, Zach, does Russell Wilson, we kind of talked about this a little bit last night, does he push the Broncos over the top? Yeah, unfortunately, I think he does. Um, I think they're going to be very good. Um, I think they're I'm going to I'm picking them, unfortunately, uh, because I hate Wilson so much. I'm picking them to win the division, though. I am. I think teaser. Yeah, I think this is uh, this team has got a great defense. It's got a ton of weapons. Russell's obviously top 10 quarterback has been for a long time. Um, I do worry about the offensive line being able to protect him because they they haven't been fantastic for a while. But Lloyd uh, Cushenberry. I I don't. (laughs) That sounds like a like an old like English war time hero. It does. Well, he, it does. He's Lloyd Cushenberry the third. Maybe it goes CEO back to the of great the uh, New Yorker. Uh, <laughs> I love a I, I love a healthy Chubb. Who doesn't love a healthy Chubb? Uh, I love Justin Simmons. Um, I love their their secondary uh, Sertan, and um, you know I just think they they've got the weapons for Russell. I don't think it's a big drop off for Russell from the weapons in Seattle. I think it's pretty similar. And this team was competitive with just a piece together quarterback situation the whole year. Uh, they're a tough team at home always. I like this team to to be really good. I like them to win the division. I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl this year, though. Uh, but I think this is a great fit for Russ for years to come. Love it, Connor. I don't want well, to move on to the you know uh, Chargers. I want to give you a chance to talk about. The appreciate that. Uh, yeah, you know, Lloyd Cushenberry works really hard at the center position. His great-great-grandfather, notorious for having going to business war with Cornelius Vanderbilt in the early Manhattan days. Um, what? That was this funny. team's going to be great. No, it wasn't. This team's going to be great. Cornelius Vanderbilt. He probably has his, his grandkids. Probably had a lot sounds of like he's got some money from, like, oil rigs or something. One question this oh mercy. One question this team has might be the pass rush, but I love what they did bringing Randy Gregory in. I'm sure he'll do something wrong, but he'll he'll be a pretty good player on the field. Well, he started 12 career games in his life. He got ripped on our, on our show last night. Yeah, no, I don't blame him, but I think he's the kind of guy you bring him in. Maybe he's I don't know. They don't really have much besides him. I'll tell you what. Right now, starting edge is Draymond Jones and DJ Jones, the Jones boys. But they still got Derek Wolf. Probably not. He was good. And I don't think so. He's old as the Dickens. We're going to get to it on the five uh, rookies to watch. They did draft a guy that I really like, Nick Bonito. Bonito. Uh, this team is going to be explosive. We all know they're going to be great. Uh, I, Russell Wilson is going to be a difference maker. He's just too talented not to. Uh, the running game's always been so good. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon third are going to tear it up. Uh, 
And then uh, their wide receiving core, it's about time for them to pop. Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. I still think the best wide receiver on this team is K.J. Hamler. He's the kind of guy, he's a little, little fellow, but he can take the top off the defense. He can kind of scoot around a little bit. Reminds me a lot of like a Julian Edelman type guy. Uh, he kind of gets pigeonholed into one thing, but he, he's the kind of guy that can do a lot of different stuff. Yeah. I, worry, so, I worry about their linebacker, linebacking core. That's about it, though. Let's take a look at their fourth place schedule. That's another bonus that no one's that no one's talking about. Is they finished in fourth last year, so they get the fourth place schedule. That's a yummy. Uh, that's a tasty looking schedule. Jaguars, Texans, tasty Jets, Kates, not uh, the Panthers, end the Titans, time. Ravens, um, Cardinal. I mean, not scary games here. Not their scary extra, games. Their extra game is the Panthers. That's a nice boon, if you will. Yeah. So do they is, still have? Uh, do they still have Bubby Brister? Uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so, I mean, all I would add to this is we, we talked about it a lot last night. I think Russell Wilson is going to be a big difference maker. And uh, our guest last night, uh, Casey summed it up the best. I'm going to kind of use what he said, which is the difference that Russ is going to bring is that they can now win those 30, 30 shootouts. When prior, they needed to have their defense hold a team to 15, 20 points for them to win. Now they can win the shootouts, uh, which yep, makes them a pretty dangerous team. Shall we venture into Los Angeles? Friend of the show. The Chargers, friend of the show, Austin Eckler, featured down there. Props to Austin on another great season. Uh, but I got to ask the big question, right? It didn't end well for the Chargers last year. And they are a team that has been kind of historically snake bitten. I know it's a different quarterback, although he was involved last year. They always seem to find weird ways to lose. Is there any sort of a hangover for this team from how it ended last year, where they had it, and then two weeks to go in the season, they blew it, and then they lose how they lost against the Raiders? Any sort of a hangover for this team going into this year, or does that make them even, even hungrier? Connor, we'll start with you. It's unbelievable, man. There are some people that think the Chargers are a surefire potential Super Bowl team. And then you got, you know, analysts like theanalyst.com, who actually does a really nice job of projecting standings based on data. They have them winning nine games. They have them going nine and eight this year. Uh, this is a team that they didn't do a lot to address their weaknesses last year. They couldn't stop the run. Their interior D-line was not very good. In fact, it was pretty bad last year. They didn't do much to really solve that problem. They drafted uh, Atito Ogbania in the fifth round this year, who's not even projected to start right now. It's just very, very odd that they wouldn't go out and fix those few holes that they did have, given that they brought guys in that are going to make a huge difference for them uh, in other areas. Your J.C. Jacksons, your Khalil Max, that's going to be unbelievable. Um one one guy that they did add on the interior was from the uh, Rams. He's more of a pass jo rusher. Joseph but, Day, yeah, yeah, Joseph Day. He's more of a pass rusher. Yeah, I just don't think that's going to solve it, man. They're no, yeah. they 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 were they were uh, expected to draft a nose tackle, one of those big a gap, you know, one technique guys. Would have loved the Jordan draft. Davis to fit didn't do it. Oh, that would have been the oh, such a fit for them. Yeah. So I don't think they did enough to address that weakness, and I'm just saying it's a weakness because they're one of the worst teams in the in the entire league at stopping the run last year. Um, yeah. It may have been the worst. I don't remember, but I think they may have been the I think they worst. actually were 32nd. Having said that, oh, my God, are they going to get to the quarterback? They got Joey Bosa, freaking Khalil Mack over there. That team is going to be Jerry Tillery, who's still a pretty damn good player. 
And then they got Derwin James and J.C. Jackson and Asante Samuel Jr. in the secondary. Yeah, oh, yeah. mercy. Tons of, I, tons of talent. I just can't believe they didn't go out and sign a nose tackle. They're, they're and their, and their, their big glaring weakness is they have pretty poor linebacking play. So we'll, so that you know that comes back yeah. to the run. Yeah. So the point is, I think this team's going to be ex- exceptional. I say that I bring it up. I just you know I'm a glutton for punishment, so I only bring up their weaknesses, only to be followed by I think this team wins the division. I'm on the Chargers train this year. Um, I really don't think the Chiefs win the division. I think it's either going to be Denver or the Chargers, and I'm going to go with the Chargers. But we'll see how things play out. Uh, this team is just primed for a very very nice season. So I think their defense, if they can. If they can handle inside the box, if they can stop the run, they're going to be a very, very sick team. Uh, their O-line's amazing with Lindsley and Rashawn Slater. Uh, it's it's just time for this team to pop, and I think they're going to make a long run in the playoffs this year if everyone stays healthy. Ooh, uh, it's, your Vikings. it's your Vikings this yeah, year. It's the, te- no, it's the teaser. This seems better than uh, the Vikings were last year. I know, I know, I know. Zach, any any uh, sort of sort of hangover here for this for this team? Let's look at the opening of their schedule. If they're going to have a hangover, they they, they get to. I mean, three of those address it. Look at them. You got to be five and two going into your bye there, or you'll be upset if you're them. If you're them, yeah, they're definitely going to be five and two. And you got Atlanta. Yeah, you got. They could be they could be six and one. Dolphins, Titans, Colts. I, I mean, this team should be good. Um, any type of hangover. Um, no, I actually don't think so. I think Herbert kind of has the, uh, for lack of a better phrase, uh, the eye of the tiger. Uh, he showed it like his defense didn't help him out at all in a lot of these games, but he is not afraid of the shootout. He doesn't back down. He made what six throws last at uh, the last game of the season last year, where if he doesn't make him, the, the game's deal. over. Like, you know, this guy is, I think he's ready to take that big step and be a true top five quarterback in the NFL. Um, I think he pretty much is, but I think he's going to have a monster season. This team's got to be good. I do think that the coach and the lack of being able to stop the run game will cost them some games. I think they'll still do a couple chargers things here and there. And, but I mean, they don't really have an excuse not to make the playoffs. So no, I don't see it. I would agree with everything that's just been said. And if we throw up that schedule one more time, let's say at best or at, at worst, they go three and three inside of the AFC West, just because these teams are really good. Right. Jacksonville is a fourth win. Texans are a fifth win. Browns are a sixth win. Seahawks are a seventh win. Falcons oh. are an eighth win. Cardinals are a ninth win. Dolphins are probably another 10th win. And then if they split Titans Colts, they're looking at 11 wins just right there. I mean, yeah. so it's, it's a very winnable schedule. Seven seven teams in the playoffs. That's plenty. You go Leo eleven yeah. six, you're going to get in. So no is there going to be any sort of a hangover? Not with that opening of that schedule. And they get to address those demons week one against the Raiders, the the team of how it ended. So I mean, it's going to be there. It's it's up to them on how this is going to flip around. Let's get right into AFC West rookies. So some guys to watch here. I love Sky Moore of the Kansas City Chiefs. Love him. So I think this is a guy to really watch out for. Isaiah Spiller, one of my top-rated running backs heading into the draft from Texas A&M. Austin Eckler, friend of the show, does have some injury bugs. So if you have a great backup like Spiller, he could be pretty crucial. Greg Dolchich from UCLA, tight end there. Russ always finds a way to get a really good vibe with his tight end. With no Noah Fant, he's probably going to be starting there. 
The Broncos also got a great DN from Ohio State, Nick Bonito. And Mellon mentioned that they need a pass rush. Uh, maybe maybe he's the guy. Mm. And then back up to Josh Jacobs, who's got an injury bug, Zamir White. Um, we're going to see Zamir White. Um, Sky Moore, is, he, is Sky Moore wearing 24 for the, the Chiefs? Dude, that is yeah. so freaking confusing. Yeah, but there's a great story it, behind dude. it, too. Wide receiver wearing 20. I know. Just God darn it. Yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> Let's get right into the season spotlights here. Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl odds, plus 1,000. Winning uh, over under 10 and a half games. Their big ads were Juju Smith-Schuster and Justin Reed. Look at the losses, though. Big losses, though. Leader of maybe one of the leaders of the offense, Tyree Kill, and the leader of the defense, Tyron Matthew. Last division title, 2021, this past season. Do we like over under 10 and a half wins, Connor? Uh, the 2021 title, was that with Elvis Gerbach at quarterback? It was. It was. Okay. Uh yes. It was, it was actually with Len Dawson. Was <laughs> it, was, it was with Len Bias at quarterback. All right. Um, uh, what uh, boy, this is this the whole division is – they're just going to beat up. They're all going to go three and three in the division, like Zach said. It's just going to be such a dogfight. Under. I like them going 10 and 7 this year. I think, I think it's under, but I don't think too far under. I just don't see them getting 11 and 6 with this division right now and with all these losses. Zach, over under 10 and a half. I do think that loss of Tyreek Hill is uh, a lot more glaring than people think. Um, I'm going 10 wins as well. I was thinking something similar, actually. I, I've been going back and forth on this entire thing, the whole AFC West for the last three days, and I'm flipping a little bit today. I like the Chiefs to go 10 and 7 as well. Oh, so wow. that means they're going to go over, over to win 15 games. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's take a look at the Raiders. We got the Raiders at plus 4,000. To win the Super Bowl, uh, winning over under eight and a half games, big ads, Adams and Chandler Jones. Losses, Casey Hayward, secondary, and Yannick and Gaku on the pass rush. Their last division title was 2002. Rich Gannon and the boys. Um, so what do we like here over <laughs> under eight and a half? Rich Gannon and the boys. Uh, let's go Zach first. I'm going to take over Zach. the leader. Okay, yeah. It's, it's, a really, <laughs> it's a really alarming line. It's like, whoa, really? You know, it's like eight and a half. I, so I'm immediately tempted to just say over, over, over. Um, and I'm gonna, but I feel like it's a trap um, now that I'm seeing that number. I feel like it's begging people to bet that they're going to get to nine wins. So feels like a trap. I'll, I'll step right in the trap and go with nine wins. I'm going to go best. under, I'm going to go under eight and a half. I think they finish with about eight wins. I, I think they're going to, Struggle a little bit more than the other teams in the AFC West. I'm going to go under eight, eight and a half. Connor? The best thing about the 17-game schedule is, obviously, it's one more game, which is exciting for us sports fans, uh, is the eight and a half preseason line. They're basically saying, is this team going to be under or over 500? And I like that. And I just don't see this team being under 500. I think McDaniels is going to come in. He's going to do a great job with the squad. They're primed. They're in win-now mode, obviously. Uh, with those explosive weapons on offense, I think they go over. I think they win nine, ten games. Love it. And the Broncos, plus 1,600 odds to win the Super Bowl, winning over under ten games. That's a, just a criminal line by uh, Vegas. Mm. Adding Russell Wilson and Randy Gregory, losing Kyle Fuller and Noah Fant. How are they ever going to deal with losing Noah Fant? <laughs> and then the last division title was 2015, Peyton Manning's year uh, with the with the boys and the Broncos. Over under 10, I am going to go push. I think I think I think they win 10 games. I'm gonna go push on this one. Connor. 
That is a brutal line. Brutal. <laughs> it makes me want to sneeze. Bless you. Uh, Bless you. <laughs> I was really hoping you wouldn't come to me. I was like, oh, no. Uh, that is a tough line, man. Uh, but like I said before, I think the winner of this division is either the Chargers or the Broncos. I'm going over. I think they win 11 games. Zach, you you said Broncos are going to win this division. Are they winning it with more than 10? Yeah, they get 12 wins. And and I even like those Super Bowl odds. I think it's a great price um, to toss a couple bucks on. Yeah. So, yeah, over. I, those are great odds. Yeah. And the last two Super Bowl champions were a team that picked up a veteran quarterback in the offseason. So we'll see if that continues. How can they? How are they going to get over Kaiser White? The lock I know. Kaiser Look at this. White. Chargers uh, plus fourteen hundred odds, winning uh, over under ten games as well. Vegas put them at ten. Big ads: Khalil Mack, JC losses on the O line. They just straight up cut Brian, and then Kaiser White and, and, the, and the linebacking core. Two thousand nine, last division title. Two thousand nine. Wow. So the Chiefs have um, won six in a five, six five in a row. Chiefs, Chiefs and the Broncos are yeah they've been the the main winners. So last division title here. I think this is going to be. I think this is a year the Chargers get that division. I'm going to go over ten wins. I think they win twelve. I'm going to go over ten wins. Connor. Yeah, over. I really like them to win the division this year. I think they're primed. Uh, twelve wins sounds pretty good to me. I, uh, Jimmy Ball. I'm Jimmy. gonna be, I'm gonna be the old naysaying uh, nonce here. I'm gonna go with the the old pusher Rooney. Uh, <laughs> ten, 10 wins exactly. Wild card spot. Still not totally ready. Um, something something will just be a little off because they're the Chargers. Uh, Zach Zach wants to ride Broncos country today. Let's ride. Let's ride. Can <laughs> I ask ride. Can, can I ask ride. a quick extension question? No. No. How many teams? How many teams from the AFC West make the playoffs? Well, let's go ahead and do it right now. So we never really technically did the the NFC West. So right now we'll end the show with just giving your ranking of how the NFC West is going to finish, and name the playoff teams, if any, and then the AFC West. I'll I'll go <laughs> NFC West. I got Rams winning the division, 49ers, then the Cardinals, then the Seahawks. 49ers making the playoffs as well. So two teams out of the NFC West. In the AFC West, I got Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders. Chiefs and Broncos tied. Both Chiefs and Broncos get in as wild cards. So I got three. I got three coming out. Three. Coming uh, out I'm going to save us some time. I have the exact same thing. So Ooh. that's fun. Thank you. Um, with the West, I'm going to go with uh, Niners in first place. Um, it's a homer pick. Um it's uh, Niners country, let, Niners country let's mine like mine go they're gonna mine. Yes, they did it in 1449. Let's mine. Let's mine. Uh, Niners country? Lance let's is that's mine. Uh, <laughs> Rams in second, uh Cardinals in third, Seahawks in fourth, Rams and Niners both gonna make the playoffs. Um and then for the AFC West, I'm gonna go with Broncos. First, um, Chargers and Chiefs tied for second, both wild card teams with 10 wins. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go with the poor little Raiders at nine wins in fourth Chargers place. Chargers country, let's make electricity. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose the, I'm going to go with the Raiders, miss the playoffs on the final day of the season and finish Ouch. nine and eight. Finish nine and eight. Brutal. Do you think the 49ers will blow it again in the playoffs? 
Yes. He couldn't wait. He couldn't wait. To yes. Yes. Yeah. Of course. What he do you so mean? kind to the Niners today. Of course. I they're going. They're going to beat the Packers, though. First round for sure. They're going to mine. <laughs> they're going to mine. Uh, next week, gentlemen, we got. We're going up. We're going up north. We're going into the AFC North and the NFC North. Just like this week, we'll have a couple of shows during the week with hopefully some guests that kind of represent some some views from the AFC and the NFC North. And then next weekend, we'll be breaking down just like we did today season spotlights, rookies to watch, and some focus areas for each team in the did North. You ever, uh, I think Brendan will be here next week. <laughs> we're going to have to wait and find out. A teaser. <laughs> did you uh, Did you ever book that interview with Paul McCartney or no? Uh, working on it right now. Okay. Um, yeah, we're going right now. Yeah. Oh, yes, I love football. I don't did you ever get book Jake Plummer on to talk about, pool. He to talk about his, his mushroom hunting empire? He was. <laughs> or Jake uh, Plummer. Talk about thing. his uh, uh, yeah. cornhole championship. We can talk about Drew Bledsoe's uh, wineries. And his type 2 ideas. Anyway, uh, we, <laughs> next week it's the North Great, <laughs> yeah, Great yes. West recap <laughs> today. Uh, we'll be putting up all of our picks to – when the season preview comes around, we are, we, we can definitely change our minds from here to then. But as of now, you got it here first. We got two chargers, one Broncos, two Rams, one 49ers taking and taking the West. Follow us on social media at EMQ podcast, visit emqpodcast.com for more info. And our season previews are up on the website. Connor, Zach and Anthony enjoy the weekend, everybody. Let's ride. <laughs>